Welcome to Star Wars fans to this special episode of Tatooine Sons. Star Wars fans are saddened today at the news of the passing of the beloved Peter Mayhew, who played Chewbacca in the Star Wars films. We'll be joined by our friends from Jumping into Hyperspace to share our favorite memories and stories from his life. It's time for Tatooine Sons. It's true. It's true. What is the name of the Porg on the Millennium Falcon? The Force is strong in my family. What do you think his name is? <laughs> it's a big moment. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Maybe Turbis? Do or do not. There is no try. Turbis? <laughs> Pablo, if you're listening to this live stream, <laughs> that porg's name is now Turbis. <laughs> it's a good Star Wars name. We're not done yet. These guys record an awesome podcast called Tatooine Sons. Everybody was lit. Welcome, Star Wars fans. This is Tatooine Sons, your weekly look at all things Star Wars. From the unique perspective of a father sharing his love for the amazing space fantasy saga with his two sons. I'm BB Nate, and I'm joined first by my brother, Samuel the Hutt. A shoot to Star Wars fans, thanks for tuning in. And if you're not a Star Wars fan, then you're probably still sad to hear about Peter Mayhew's passing. And of course, you can't have Star Wars without Bizarre Father figures. So on that note, here's my dad, the bowtie Jedi guy. Yeah, uh, so, um, well, first of all, if, you've, if you're trying to tune in or you tried to tune in a little while ago or this, um, uh, when we uh, originally were trying to do a live show, we just have had some significant uh, microphone problems that were causing us to have, uh, to have to scrap the idea of the live show. So if you were looking for that on Thursday evening, we apologize. But uh, we'll put this thing out as soon as we possibly can, um, hopefully uh, by Friday, if not Saturday at the latest, um, to celebrate the life of uh, Peter Mayhew. Um, but um, obviously the point behind this episode was originally never going to be about this. We were going to celebrate May the 4th, uh, talk about all of the reasons why we love Star Wars. Um, but then as I was leaving work this evening around 5 o'clock, I got a text from Sam um, explaining that Peter Mayhew died. And so the whole uh, trajectory of the show has changed. Um, and we're you know, uh, gonna gonna celebrate his life. He's one of the reasons um, that uh, we love Star Wars, and so it's ironic that as we go into this, what's sort of become the unofficial uh, holiday of Star Wars, May the Fourth this weekend, um, we're going to be talking about um, one of the original cast of of the show. Uh, we're, I'm excited about that. Samuel Hutt, you were the one that let me know um, about this passing. Why don't you share real briefly? How you found out about it? Yeah, so it was it was odd. I was in the garage um, working on making a prop or something, and um, all of a sudden I get this text from my grandpa, who he doesn't follow Star Wars at all. Like that's what, he just he doesn't get into that stuff. But he texts me and tells me, hey, "Did you hear about um, Peter Mayhew uh, passing away? Who played Chewbacca?" And I said, "No." So I quickly checked um, Facebook because I'm a part of so many Star Wars groups um, checked Facebook to see if you know this is really happening and first post I see is about it and I keep scrolling and all the subsequent posts were about it as well so um, 
it was pretty sad to hear and it was a very i didn't expect to hear it from that outlet for sure yeah um and um and then I guess you told so you yeah. found out from from Papa so and then I went and you let me know but I guess you let let BB Nate yeah, yeah, let me know so it was just strange I didn't I didn't really like well you don't really ever expect a death to happen and mm-hmm. it was strange because just a couple of weeks ago he had some health problems but he was at Star Celebration mm-hmm. he loved happy and so it's kind of strange seeing it so so soon but yeah um you know um we we were and we're going to explain a little bit uh shortly kind of what's going on with uh with uh with why we have jg cars on the show um but we had a plan of integrating him in the show as a regular contributor every single week and we'll explain that in a little bit but before we kind of get into all that, I want to bring JG on here. And uh, JG, why don't you share just a, for a, a, a few minutes uh, how you found out about it and uh, so, sort of why uh, Chewbacca is such a big part of your Star Wars fandom. Yeah. And so for me personally, um, it was kind of a weird day because I had went into work super early, about 3 a.m., gone off about noon. And so I had decided, knowing that I was going to be on tonight, that I was going to take a nap. And so I woke up around 7, 7.30. And I had a bunch of texts from a bunch of friends saying, like, had you heard or did you hear the news? And whenever you have friends that, like, text you that, especially when there's, like, three or four, you just get this empty pit in your stomach. You know that something's not right. And so I went onto social media and I saw it instantly. And for me personally, I'm an emotional person. And so just to hear that someone like this had passed away, it was very hard to swallow at first. Um, a lot of people in fandoms know that even though we don't know these actors and these figures um, personally – because of how much time we do spend with them in this fandom through the movies and through the stories, they do become family. And so losing him just feels like losing an uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, and for, for me personally, um, he kind of has a part, like not for me specifically, but for my dad. And so I had texted my dad because uh, Chewbacca, uh, Peter May, he was my dad's favorite. Um, and so I texted him and he hadn't heard. So I was kind of in a weird way fortunate that I was um, the one that was able to kind of let him know. Mm-hmm. Um for my dad, he grew up with Star Wars because my grandmother took him, mm. and uh, he just really liked it. And I think that was a huge stepping stone for how I got into Star Wars. Yeah. Why do you feel like your dad um, connected so much with the character of Chewbacca and, of course, Peter Mayhew as, uh, as an extension of that? Yeah, I think it's just because of the, the personality of Chewbacca, the fact that he is such like a rough character. Because if you really do think about it, Chewbacca, uh, he pulls limbs out like he is a brute. <laughs> But at the same point, like he's also there for he's like almost like a guardian angel. He's there for the hug. He's there to comfort Leia. He's there to comfort Han and Luke. And he is like this guardian angel where he will protect you and he will go full force. But he's also there to comfort. And I think something like my dad, who kind of is kind of like that tough figure. Um, and I think he like, was able to relate to that. And because of that, because he did relate, he was able to enjoy it so much and then pass on that same love to me. Mm. That's awesome. Well, we're going to spend a lot of time um, over the rest of this episode talking about Peter Mayhew and this and the character of Chewbacca because you can't you can't separate the two. Um, so we'll come back and do that um, a little bit later. But I do want to um, kind of move on to the segment that we were bringing you in here for uh, JG because um, if you're a regular listener to Tatooine Sons, um, you know that JG has been a big part of this show. Um, 
for a, uh, almost the entire time, as far as I can remember. I, um, I'm not sure if you were one of the very first listeners or not, but I think I feel like you've been a part since that uh, early December uh, first episode in December of 2017 before the Last Jedi. Um, and JG's been, you know, uh, obviously a big promoter of our show through. Um, social media and and things like that. And he's been a Patreon supporter since we launched our Patreon in, in uh, February 2017. Um, and then he's become a, 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 a executive producer of the show. He's a Jedi legend supporting us at the highest levels um, on our Patreon. And uh, and that's always been awesome. But, uh, but something kind of changed for, I know for me and I think for Sam and Nate as well, um, at um, Star Wars Celebration um, a few weeks ago. Um, you know, JG, uh, you were coming there by basically by yourself. If you can be by yourself uh, when you're amidst 80,000 crazy Star Wars family um, that you've known through social media for, for a while now. Um, and I know that you met and ran into a lot of people and, and had a lot of those uh, um, connections um, there. Mm-hmm. Um, but for us, it was real special because we spent a lot of time together. Uh, you kind of, we kind of hooked up in early on, um, um, and, uh, spent a lot of time together. And, and for us, uh, it felt like you were just, uh, an extension of our family, mm-hmm. our personalities, our backgrounds, our, our sort of our, our, our faith, um, uh, journeys that we're on. Um, all of those are running very similar, uh, trajectories. And, um, and so, uh, you know, I, I, it even extended to like the, I think it was the drive to the, uh, uh, airport from the shuttle when we uh, at um, uh, when we were driving to uh, to fly out there. Um, I, I text you. We were going back and forth about uh, the panel lotteries uh, that we had just. You were finding out that we were winning them as uh, as we were driving there, and uh, getting pretty excited about the different panel lotteries and how that was going to work. And uh, I said some kind of a dad joke because that's what I do. And you laughed and said that you told your mom it. And she and you and I said, uh, uh, you said that I sounded just like your dad. And I said, well, I'll be. You can be one of my kids for the next uh, uh, few days. And, um, it was. It felt like that. And. Uh, so we love what you're doing with Blue Saber Podcast. We loved uh, having you on our show in uh, celebration um, for the Mandalorian episode and the Clone Wars episodes, which everybody should check out. Those were a lot of fun. Um, and, and we really felt like we wanted to make you a part of this show in a greater way. And so uh, for those of you that have listened for, for a long time, you know that for about a year now we've been doing the Hot Takes uh, segment, which Hot Takes is um, where I would give a list of three different uh, news stories um, that Sam and Nate had not heard and weren't prepared for. And we got their initial reactions off of it. And that's been a lot of fun for the last year. Um, but, but what we've decided is we're going to bring JG in for this segment every single week and let JG pick the three uh, articles, the three topics, and him ask us questions about those topics. Um, and I won't be prepared for it, just like Sam and Nate. <laughs> and uh, I'm excited about that. So um, it is kind of with saddened hearts that we move uh, forward in the show for a few minutes to talk about some of the latest Star Wars news. Um, we're going to skip sort of the poll stuff that we normally do and just move right into a hot take. So with, uh, without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to you, JG. All right. I'm very excited for this. And let's get right into it. The title reveal for Endgame was a success considered by most, but did it end up flopping for episode nine? The role and presence of Matt Smith has been one of the biggest mysteries of The Rise of Skywalker, and yet we still don't know if he's in or not. And a potential villain backstory was unintentionally announced. Maybe. It's time for hot takes. This is where the fun begins. Well, you want the bad news or the really bad news? 
impressive. Every word in that sentence was wrong. Okay. So did the title reveal of episode episode nine work the way Lucasfilm intended? According to Forbes, it might not have. And according to this article, it said, honestly, had it been something generic like Balance of the Force or A Last Hope, that probably would have been fine. The reveal that The Rise of Skywalker would be the name of Star Wars Episode Nine immediately overshadowed any conversation about what the trailer itself had. Hmm. It was unusually specific for a movie that was intended to be shrouded in mystery. And moreover, it intentionally or not threatened to pit pro-Last Jedi and anti-Last Jedi Star Wars fans against each other and specifically reawaken old debates about The Last Jedi and its complicated online reception. My question for you, gentlemen, is did you think that this worked the way that Lucasfilm did? Or do you think that this did open up a can of worms? Kidding me, right? Are you still there, JG? Yes. Okay, go ahead and finish your question again. Okay. So did you guys think that this the title reveal for Episode Nine worked the way that it did for uh, Endgame? Or do you think it opened up this new can of worms that they weren't intending? Now, this is gonna, I'm going to have Sam answer this first because his initial reaction to the title was somewhat negative. Yeah. So at the end of the panel, you know, I was all hyped because of the trailer. Super pumped. Couldn't wait to see what the title was. The, you know, the laugh just had just finished. And then we see the Star Wars, Blue Stars logo, and it starts opening it up. And it says, Rise of Skywalker. And at that point, everyone was up on their feet, you know, screaming. And I was still just kind of sitting there in my chair kind of like holding my chin like um i'm not so sure about this um so i it wasn't necessarily negative but it wasn't uh, entirely positive either when i first saw the title so i feel like it, it um could have had a negative effect um or, or not the effect that lucasfilm was going for because it certainly didn't have a, a huge effect on me but, uh i think i didn't noticed really much with Endgame's title release that, like, it was super big. Uh, the Rise of Skywalker, I don't really think titles get much traction, period. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think that they not necessarily aren't important. I think that they always release the title, like, with Endgame. They release the title with the trailer. Uh, the trailer kind of overpowers what the title is being. Well, yeah, but I think that what this article is suggesting is that this title actually did overpower the trailer because everybody started talking about who is the last, uh, the rise of Skywalker. What does that mean? Rise of Skywalker. Who's the Skywalker? What does rise mean? And everybody was talking, even us, when we were recording with Chatter Squadron, we spent as much time talking about the title as we did um, the trailer. Palpatine. Yeah, uh, showing up in this. So, you know, I, I I do think that it's 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 to some extended uh, extent overshadowed at JG. You know, we've um, uh, it's been um, it's been so, uh, a point of speculation. It was part of our show when we talked about, like I said, with Chatter Squadron. It was part of our show uh, last week, even on the anything else. We're talking about, oh, the Polish version of this title is yeah. um, oh, Skywalker yeah. Rebirth or Reborn or something. And I think that this week the Hungarian title was being uh, discussed with it. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, uh, we've spent as uh, on social media, I know, and I'm sure you've run into this too, JG, that, um, that there's been a lot of conversation about the title as much as there has been about anything within the trailer. What are your thoughts on this, JG? Um, I think it's really interesting. I think definitely I could see what this article is saying and how it – because of the fact that it specifically uses the word Skywalker, um, granted – um, I think that that point is kind of like a little invalid because we have the specific words of Sith and Jedi in previous titles. Mm-hmm. So I think Skywalker kind of goes along with that. I think that um, 
for me personally, I think it did what it was supposed to do. Like, I think while the trailer is important visually, like the title is a lot of times what gets the conversation going even more forward, especially like if you go back to like The Last Jedi or even The Force Awakens, like mm-hmm. The Force Awakens, what does that mean? The Like what? And then, of course, The Last Jedi, well, is it plural? Is it singular? Who is it? Like, I think mm-hmm. The Rise of Skywalker has invoked as much conversation. And for me personally, I really haven't seen as much as like what this article is saying, where it's pitting The Last Jedi versus The Last Jedi fans versus The Last Jedi haters. Like, I think that it's um, really brought some healthy conversation to the table. Uh, I mean, maybe I'm naive, but (laughs) from what I've seen, it seems pretty good so far. Yeah. And I think that part of the reason that this has happened is uh, I'm trying to recall if this has ever happened before, where we get the title of a Star Wars film um, with the trailer, the first teaser, the first trailer, you know, like I, at least it, I know it's not been the case in the Disney era. Um, in the Disney era, we got Force Awakens title before we got the trailer. We got The Last Jedi t- title before that, and obviously Solo and Rogue One as well. So I think that's part of the reason that the conversation has been what it's been about this title, because we were getting all of that at once. And honestly, I think J.J. and, and Kathleen Kennedy and Disney were planning on all of that coming together yeah. um, with this. So, yeah, that that's I think that's our hot takes on that. Definitely. So continue a little bit more into the Rise of Skywalker conversation. The mystery of Matt Smith's uh, role in this movie has continued to take another turn. According to Sid and Blend, that darkness may be getting to abate, though, because in the movie section on Disney's United Kingdom website, the page for Rise of Skywalker lists out the returning cast as well as newcomers. And there, sandwiched between Carrie Russell and Dom- Dominic Monaghan, is the name Matt Smith. This seemingly confirms that, yes, in fact, the 11th Doctor, Matt Smith, is in Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Now, something to note that I'm going to put in there is that um, I always fact check. This is what you got to do on the Internet nowadays. And I myself went to Disney United Kingdom's website, and that name has since been removed. But I have seen this. This has been like reported by many websites. And so I do trust that these people aren't making this up and that this once was there. And so if Whoa. Disney did, if wow. Disney did remove this, it really does seem that not only is he – in this film but he might have a big role and on, honestly yeah. like, i know you might not be too familiar but he's a big time actor so what are you yeah. what are your takes on this so okay so i'm going to jump in on this one um we're having some facebook issues so we're just going to forget facebook and just jump right into the show here um i um it it's interesting because if we go back a few months i think it was a couple of months ago um someone specifically asked uh matt smith mm-hmm. about uh, his role, and he said I, he didn't even know he was in the in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, here's what I'm what I'm wondering is going on here. My mind goes down these paths pretty quick. So, um, we know Emperor Palpatine is coming back. There's been some rumor that this that even Matt Smith was going to have some role to do with Palpatine um, at some point. Uh, perhaps maybe a Darth Plagueis uh, role or something like that um, has been one of the rumors about him. If it showed up, if it was on the, you said it was the UK site? Yep, Disney okay. United Kingdom's website. So if it was on there um, and then it got pulled off, 
Um, which again, it, if there's enough news sources reporting it, it's likely that it was actually on there. That mm-hmm. doesn't, it didn't get put up there because it was wrong. It got put up mm-hmm. there prematurely mm-hmm. and they pulled it because they're hiding it. So I have that. I am confident we've got something to do. He's got something to do, uh, with Palpatine and they're holding it back. What do you think about it? DVD? I, I agree. Um, I remember the whole, he was going to be in Star Wars and, then he said he wasn't going to be, and I thought that was that. But then you brought up that he was put onto the website, and they Disney is kind of notorious for putting stuff up there prematurely and then having to take it down. <laughs> yeah, it's happened a couple times. <laughs> uh, so I would think it's true because they've done it before, and what's different now? Yeah. Okay. So who do you, who do you think he's going to be? Um... Uh, or why do you what what role do you think Matt Smith is going to be having in this, and why would he be saying he doesn't even know he's in the movie? I think well, a he's an actor, so he can lie very well. <laughs> um, but I think that his role is kind of like a henchman, maybe hmm. for Palpatine. Okay, but I feel like that may be too much of a small time role for a big. Time why would they be hiding it if he was if he was a henchman? What do you think about this, Samuel? Um, I thought. Um, somewhere with like those costume leaks and stuff. I thought we saw something that he was just like an officer. Like he just had like a no. That thing that was uh, somebody else. I don't. Uh, that was the um, Richard. Uh, oh, that's it. Richard Grant, I think is yeah is who we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I'm sorry. Um, it's. I like the idea that he's got something to do with, with Palpatine. And it, it makes sense. I, he could probably put off that vibe. As to who, I got no idea. I like the Plagueis idea. Uh, fans have been begging for more of that um, in, in canon. So um, I, I I wouldn't mind that. Uh, as to who else he could be related to Palpatine, I, I don't know. Um, it's there's We still just don't know a okay. lot. Um but him saying that he didn't know he was in the movie—that's. It was a little cheeky when yeah. I, when I just say that, like, uh, like <laughs> uh, he had been rumored pretty heavily for uh, almost a year yeah. that he was in this movie. So for that, for him to say that, it was a little bit bizarre. Um, the and, and it was sort of a throwaway moment. He was like ambushed uh, with the question. So uh, I think he, I think he was just trying to be to be cute. Maybe uh, he can come back later and say, but I don't know, maybe they cut my part out. It's happened with other story, you know, other actors before, <laughs> but if he's playing Plagueis, I certainly doubt that they're going to cut him out. So what do you think about this? Uh, JG, what is your, what are your thoughts? Um, I think he's a hundred percent in this. Um, first of all, he's British. So he's going to be cheeky. He's going to be very, <laughs> um, he's going to be very coy. I think also just, I think a lot of times, like, especially Matt Smith is a very, very big time British actor. Um, one of the biggest ones you get out there besides like David Tennant and some of the other ones out mm-hmm. there. And um, I think if you cast him, he's going to be in a big role um, because of the fact that he has so much a right uh, range and emotions and actions, especially for like, for those familiar with Dr. Who and playing the 11th doctor for those many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is very, very good at what he does. And you don't just add Matt Smith or even rumor that Matt Smith is in this movie. If you don't have him doing something that's very demanding, um, and something that's very um, going to be something very rich for the audience to watch. Mm-hmm. I think that potentially, um, from what I'm gathering, 
is that he is actually going to be the um, other acolyte, the other apprentice that Snowcad that was referenced in the uh, Last Jedi um, companion book that was out. Interesting. Uh, Tell me more because I'm not sure I, uh, I know what we're talking about here, JG. So in the uh, companion book, I forget which one, if it was like the visual guide or what, but one of those books that came out, um, it had talked about how Snoke, um, while he was also training Kylo, he had another initiate, at least one other one. And so I had heard a rumor that they were potentially going to play with this a little bit in um, The Last Jedi, but they decided not to. And so I feel like that the fact that we have such a very high caliber A-list actor Mm -hmm. um, coming in out of nowhere – um, that's also being very shrouded in mystery. And we have this content. Like, they're not going to put that piece of information there for no reason. They obviously have developed that storyline for some reason. So I think it's going to come into play big time in mm. this movie and it could be potential the part of the redemption for those mm. who want redemption. Nice. Well, in the uh, immortal words of uh, Supreme Leader Snoke, we shall see. We shall see indeed. And quite appropriately speaking of Ben Solo, uh, a very interesting final hot take for you guys tonight. A potential Kylo Ren backstory novel had been unintentionally revealed, maybe. Uh, So last night, a Twitter user by the name of uh, This Caring Lark, I definitely want to give her credit because she was the first one to find it. Um, She had discovered that on the Australian website for Penguin Publishing had a wrong description for the Delilah Dawson Black Spire. This this description said, this is unconfirmed and still subject to change. Kylo Ren is a relatively new character in the Star Wars universe, first making his appearance in The Force Awakens and played by Adam Driver. With a complicated origin story, this book hopes to look deeper into Kylo Ren's past and reveal more of the mysteries behind the mask. Most people are taking that this is a hoax and that this is a joke, but at the same point, are you guys potentially interested in a Kylo Ren backstory? And do you think that this is something in the works for the journey to the rise of Skywalker? Oh, I'm almost assuredly, uh, because they're going to have a journey to the rise of Skywalker. They did say that at the Lucasfilm publishing panel. So I am sure that they're going to be releasing a Kylo Ren novel or comic book or something or whatever they're deciding to do. With it, I think that they're going to be releasing something about him. And and didn't you say that um, you saw something about Galaxy's Edge to where Kylo is going to be walking around? No. Did you say something like that? No, I don't remember that. So. Mm, I thought I heard something like you know Kylo Ren will be walking around um, at Galaxy's Edge as well, which would play into this. But as for um, its validity. Like, you just went so many rabbit trails down the Australian website for Penguin (laughs) Publishing, you know. um, So I'm not so sure about that. But as for if I'd want it, I'd love it. I would love that. Um, You know, we don't know a lot about how he fell. We know That's what makes this really interesting is finding out about his fall. And now if we kind of tie it all into um, the title, The Rise of Skywalker, there's some that suggest, I know Anthony Bresnikin had a different view last week on the show, but uh, some would suggest that the Skywalker is obviously Ben Solo. That's one of the most common responses that we're getting uh, to our questions about who The Rise of Skywalker is talking about. Um, We have this Matt Smith thing, maybe being one of the, like a a rival apprentice of Snow um, and yeah. maybe that's part of the backstory that they're bringing in uh, through this potential Kylo Ren backstory novel or whatever. I would, um, I think it's uh, 
we know so little about Ray and Kylo Ren's backstory. We don't know Ray's parents. We spent a lot of time talking about that, especially over the since over the last few weeks uh, with the trailer and and our episode last week. But Kylo Ren's backstory is almost as obscured um, as as Ray's. Mm. We know his parents. We know he fell, but we don't know exactly when what was going on who this snoke was i remember in the force awakens you've got han uh talking to leia and um leia blames snoke and everybody's talking about snoke like they know know like this guy is we don't know what that story is so if we can get that story in a journey to the rise of skywalker series of novels or stories um that can help set up a backstory i'm all in take my money what do you think jj Mm -hmm. i think that this is Definitely, I can see why people are saying because the wording is kind of odd. And it's definitely like something that was not meant to be there, um, whether it's a hoax or not. I think that this is something very possible and that it is something in the works. Um, I think because of potential story with uh, Matt Smith potentially being a rival, I think that plays in deeply. Um, I think also something to look back is kind of like the past journeys. And the journeys of The Last Jedi, we had the uh, one-off book of Phasma. um, And Mm -hmm. she had her... As of now, I mean, you never know in Star Wars in fandom. <laughs> As of now, her demise. And so I think that this is uh, – I think it's a little more uh, fuel to the fire there that this could uh, definitely be coming, especially if uh, he does meet his fate in this movie. Uh, I think we obviously really – and we need this story, I think, because there is still so much mystery, like you guys said. Um, there's so much unknown. And like even – in the Last Jedi, it teases that like there's so many different perspectives from this story. Like you look at it from Leia, from Han, from Luke. It is such. Uh, I think Ben Solo is really one of the besides Ray because of the fact of we think that Ray is so interesting and in what her past is because of how powerful she is. I think Kylo is actually a little bit more interesting just because of his connections, his family, mm-hmm. and there's so much emotion there. And I think um, this is. Dev- I think this is going to happen. I think it's once they announce that. Um, I mean, they teased on the Star Wars show that there was going to be announcements on May 4th that they can't, oh, talk I can't about wait. because of the fact that um, just the placement of their show. Don't I wouldn't be surprised if they announced some books tomorrow. You never know. So I think this is coming uh, sooner than later. Awesome. Well, JG, thank you so much for this. I think it went really well. So I want to give you some encouragement on that because I know that this was a new experience for you. So thank you so much for doing this. This was awesome. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Yeah, absolutely. And if you are not, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it every week going forward now, if you're not listening to Blue Saber Podcast, you're not a true Star Wars fan. So that's all we have to say about that. Thanks, JG. All right. Have a good night. You too. So we were all saddened uh, today, as uh, we mentioned earlier uh, when we opened the show, to hear about the passing of the gentle giant, as Mark Hamill called him, um, Peter Mayhew. uh, most people in sort of outside of geekdom uh, probably don't know that name, but they know uh, they know who he is when you say Chewbacca. And so uh, we are um, um, pleased to be joined today um, to to discuss Peter's life and Chewbacca, and then a little bit about why we love Star Wars uh, by the um, amazing hosts of Jumping Into Hyperspace podcast, Carla Rebecca. Next on the show. Rebellions are built on hope. If you live long enough, you see the same eyes in different people. 
your lack of faith disturbing. So uh, for us, it was the last day of Star Wars Celebration. Um, I think we were coming out of the Star Wars Resistance panel. And um, I, what, what character was he? He was in the mask. Uh, uh, what character What character were you cosplaying, Carl? Oh, oh Dark Miles from uh, Knights of the Old Republic. There we go. Yeah. So so he came up and he was like, Tatooine Sons. And then we had this conversation. And then later on that day, um, you guys, we were standing all in line uh, to get on the shuttles after the very end of Star Wars Celebration. And... Um, you guys uh, came up to us again, and, and it took us a second to remember yep. that we'd seen you earlier that day, because <laughs> you look very different when you're not uh, dressed in that costume. So um, right. we're really uh, excited to, uh, to have you guys on the show today. We're Thank excited to be here. Us. Thank you so much. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your podcast so our listeners can learn a little bit about jumping into hyperspace. Sure. So uh, go ahead, Carl. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so we're a relatively new podcast. We're centered out of uh, Southern Wisconsin. I live in madison and rebecca lives in kenosha which is a city between milwaukee and chicago um we're siblings and uh i this was born out of an idea that rebecca had she was a college student at the time with a business degree and and wanted to uh use some of her marketing skills and we decided well let's start a star wars podcast and talk about some of the things we love um kind of took a break a little bit but you know, back at it, you know, with the excitement around all the stuff that's coming out for Star Wars in 2019. But I'm um, just happy to be here. I don't know if Rebecca wants to add any more to that. You know, it's just a matter of, you know, two people who've got some opinions and got the gift of gab. So we were like, why don't we use it to uh, <laughs> kind of, you know, create, you know, be on the platform of Star Wars and kind of, you know, network with other Star Wars fans and, you know, kind of really kind of forge ourselves in this community because we've been in in it for so long so that's great well you know star wars podcasting as a family affair is something that we're definitely uh all about so we're super uh (laughs) uh, excited to have you guys on there and then of course uh my mother grew up uh on lake geneva uh uh right not too far from where you guys uh are so amazing yeah and so (laughs) i've only been there one time i had a business trip uh, my mom moved away from there before, um, uh, and all of our family really moved away from there uh, long before I was born. And uh, I had a business trip to Chicago, and I got in a day early. And uh, I figured, what the heck? I'm that close, so I'm going to drive up there. And I drove by, and I saw the church that my grandfather built. Uh, oh wow! The, made the stained glass window. My great grandfather made the stained glass windows in, wow. and and, uh, and the, all that kind of stuff. So it was pretty cool. So uh, we're really excited to have you guys on there. So kind of tell our listeners a little bit about what the format of your show is um, and what they can expect if they tune in. Well, sure. we uh, sorry, we are a uh, news podcast. We're kind of a news and commentary. So we basically we try to keep on top of you know um, all the news that comes out about. Star Wars and you know with uh, lately it's been there's been so much coming out that uh, we try to you know stay on top of it and um, you know add our commentary and add what we think you know is kind of you know what this means and what this could potentially mean so we kind of start off with you know like the little things you know whether it be rumors or you know things like that we we have a little segment called um, news at light speed where we kind of just you know kind of like a like a lightning round almost of uh, where we kind of talk about 
you know, just little things here and there. We just kind of bounce off each other. And, and then we have, you know, our main topics, you know, whether it be, you know, our, our celebration, our, you know, uh, resistance season one recap kind of um, thing. So, we're, I mean, we're, we're my, mainly uh, news centered, um, you know, sometimes we'll do things like theories and rumors and things of that nature. So that's yeah, great. that's, yeah. That's fantastic. Well, obviously the big news, um, uh, going into uh, this evening has been uh, sort of the, I don't want to say shocking um, because he's, yeah. he's been having some health issues and we knew about that. We heard that even at Star Wars Celebration, but, right, um, yep. but sort of the, uh, uh, the Unexpected. two, well, I would say too soon mm-hmm. uh, passing um, of, of Peter Mayhew. Um, tell us um, what, wh- how you guys found out about it and sort of what your reaction was. I'll start with you, Carl. Um, well, I was actually on the way to, uh, my guitar lesson and, uh, got a call from my mom. She's like, did you hear the news? And mm. I said, no, what are you talking about? And she said that Peter Mayhew died and, you know, I was kind of looking at my phone and, you know, there wasn't a lot out yet. It must've been within minutes of the announcement or whatever. Mm. And yeah, it, 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 it happened and I was quite shocked. So it, uh, did not make for a very uh, productive guitar lesson because yeah. it, you know, <laughs> on top of the social media and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But yeah. Yeah. What about you, Rebecca? How did you find out? Um, uh, and this isn't all that exciting, but same way. My, mm-hmm. uh, my mother, <laughs> our mother, uh, kind of sent us both a text at the same time saying that, uh, Peter Mayhew died. Um, and then I went on his Twitter and I saw the announcement from his family. It looks like he actually passed away on Tuesday. Yeah. So, uh, it took the family a day to kind of announce it. Um, which, you know, that's, that's their prerogative, you know, if that's how they wanted to do it, that's, that's totally their thing. But, um, anyway, um, so when I found that out, I just was like, I mean, I wasn't shocked. Like you had said, you know, this is something we've kind of all been kind of recognizing for a while, but, um, you know, it's, it's still very hard to hear because he's been such a pivotal role in not just the movies, but within the community and within the fandom as well. And, um, he's had such a, um, strong presence. And so it's, it it still is hard to hear. So, yeah, he's definitely one that whenever you go to any kind of a star Wars convention or a comic con of any significance, you kind of always expect, that Peter was, was going yeah. to be there yeah. um, and yeah. be a part of taking you know photographs with people. And he would have, uh, it's funny. I remember in, in, I think it was 2017. We heard that he was trying to sign for, uh, autographs for free um, away from the, uh, the, the paid area, just because he loved doing that kind of thing and just loved the fans mm-hmm. so much. And, and uh, he kind of got his hand slapped a little bit because of the, you know, the way that it works at a convention like that. But wow. um what do you guys think are some like, or what are some of the stories about, uh, or, or memories that you guys have about uh, Peter Mayhew and and uh, in his in his role as Chewbacca or anything like that? Uh, Rebecca, go go first on that. Um, well, I think uh, I I might be uh, speaking ahead of Carl here. Um, <laughs> one of my very first memories of even going to a, um, you know a fan event for star Wars was uh, star Wars celebration three, right before, wow. um, uh, Richard, uh, sorry, revenge of the Sith came out. Wow. And, wow. um, 
we were just kind of sitting there, you know, just we, we, we were, I think I was 13 at the time. Carl was like 15. Um, we were just sitting there and I mean, I mean, the man was how tall, seven foot something. So you can't, massive. You, you can't miss him. You know what I mean? <laughs> so he kind of just walks past us and people are waving at him and he's waving back. And I, I didn't, I was like, yeah, I, I was just a kid at the time. So I was just kind of like, I didn't do anything. I just stopped and like <laughs> stared at Carl from across the room. I'm just like, oh my God, that was Peter Mayhew. <laughs> and, you know, that, that was so typical of him though, to just walk the floor and just yeah. interact with everybody. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yep. Yeah. What about you, Carl? Um, well, and to add to that, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe this is too much detail that it needs to be, <laughs> but, uh, uh, I had to use the facilities at around that time, and I specifically remember him using a stall next to me. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> I'm, I'm like I'm like five foot something, and there he is standing next to me, like seven foot something. That was that was an experience. That's awesome. Um, so there was that, but I I think I might fast forward a little bit, a couple of years, because. It was celebration. They were going with numbers at the time, and it was uh, a celebration. I think five, and that was like 2010 when that when that convention was going. And I was like 19 or 20 years old, and um, I had gotten uh, an autograph from him. Oh and wow! It was it was at you know it was still around that time where you know the celebrations were still relatively small they're mm-hmm. nothing on the scale that they are now <laughs> um, and it was run it wasn't run by um reed pop when they were uh, at that time so like they kind of were playing it a little loosey goosey when it came to um the autographs and like they let you take pictures with the celebrities afterwards, you know, like if you had a camera or whatever, like, Hey, can I get a picture real quick? You, you know? Yeah. Whatever. Um, and I, when I got my autograph, uh, from Peter Mayhew, he was willing to take a picture with me oh, and, cool, um, you know, he was kind of like in a hurry. So he was kind of like looking away in the picture, but it was still cool that, you know, he, <laughs> he was willing to take the picture. And I think that really speaks to, you know, like what's been sedated already that, um, you know, he's willing to take out the time for um, the fans and because this is something that he really loves and all that. And, you know, and and, and to add one more, um, if, if you will, um, the most recent celebration, um, I understand that he had to miss a day or whatever, yeah. but came in, I think, the following day. And, you know, of course, the lines were um, – huge but mm-hmm. and you could tell he was still he was in a little bit of pain with you know having gone through some a surgery recently or mm-hmm. whatever but he still powered through it yeah. you know, despite all the, the pain he was doing it and it's because he cares about the fans mm-hmm. that's awesome well, let's bring sam and nate into the conversation a little bit and have them share and then we'll come back to you guys uh, uh kind of what's your favorite chewbacca scene mm-hmm. um we'll start with that bb nate what a yeah uh, oh he's like wait i haven't had a chance to think okay i'll go samuel and have, we'll throw it to you you're the you're the senior that's graduating from high school in a in a couple of weeks so oh, you should be prepared because you're older so and i'm not prepared all right um, so what's your favorite like chewbacca scene and you gotta you gotta start thinking all right because I've got some favorite Chewbacca scenes well, that Jonas are in, and so it's got to be a Peter Mayhew one. So it's got to be Peter Mayhew. Okay, well that's pretty easy. Um, I just I was like when he's like in Empire Strikes Back when he's trying to help out three uh, PO. You know he's he's like 
trying to help out, but he's still, you know, he's trying to be gentle, but he's still that giant, massive Wookiee that, you know, like JG said, rips people's arms out of their sockets. So he's, you know, he's not doing a great job at helping uh, 3PO out, but he's, you know, he's trying to, like he, um, he he's still cares. his head and, right, and all that Putting it on stuff. backwards right. and, and, and stuff. You know, he still cares about the guy, but he's still that monk, uh, <laughs> big hulking uh, Wookiee. So I just love that. It, like, perfectly sums up the character in my mind. Um, so I, that's probably one of my favorite scenes, that or when he's, like, you know, choking out Lando because <laughs> oh, yeah. of, uh, of uh, Han or whatever. Um, again, still being super, you know, loving and caring towards his, his friends. Um, you that's know, that's one cool. of the most endearing uh, traits of Chewbacca to me. Yeah, what about you, uh, BB Dave? What's oh, one of your favorite Chewbacca scenes? Definitely the end of Return of the Jedi where he Oh, that's gets cool. into the ATAT. He's like Sam said, uh, very, <laughs> very um, rough and tough. But <laughs> it starts working with these little tiny Ewoks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then to take over an ATAT, I found yeah. that to be great. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. What about you, uh, Rebecca? Um, probably the end of A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Um. When um, Han and Luke got their medals, as we all famously know, Chewbacca did not get one. Oh, man. Um, But he still um, gave us one final growl at the end because, you know, he wanted to make sure that he was recognized as well as everyone else. And I just think that that attests to the character and his, you Mm. know, his strong will and his, um, you know, determination so yeah it was a lot of fun and we know that uh in the new canon they've added uh, i have to get her, it was a comic, it was a comic book right guys yeah, yeah they added a uh, a medal to chewy uh so Ooh. leia yeah. finally gave him uh the medal and there was some that actually wondered if the medal that we saw in the rise of skywalker trailer was was chewy's but i'm pretty sure that that's how what yeah that's how what about you carl what what's your favorite uh, chewbacca memory or peter mayhew chewbacca memory um well my top two were taken uh, the, uh, the and the uh, and the um, the Bespin scene, but uh, I will uh, add to that and probably just go with you know the uh, the cliche one, the uh, let the Wookiee win scene. You know, oh, you stole mine uh, now, dude. All right, <laughs> uh, you know, it's he, he you know might have been in the the thick of uh, you know. A, it was it Sabak or Hollow Chest uh, or Hollow Chest game? You know, Beckett might have uh, beat him, but he still won over our hearts. Yeah, you know, yeah, the cool. Wookiee won over our hearts. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, uh, it was probably it was probably uh, the force that caused you to choose that one because then it made me think through uh, some of the other scenes, and I think I found one that I would have actually chosen sooner had I thought or first had I thought about it so that was good um there's the uh that moment in cloud city uh when han is uh, getting ready to be lowered into the uh carbonite freeze chamber oh. carbon freeze chamber and he's you know han is or chewie is trying to to take out and, and save han and and Han, you know, tells him to, to, to settle down, buddy, and, and it tells him that it's his responsibility to watch out uh, for Leia. Um, and that's like, that's the moment you can tell that there's like, there's something serious that that, Le- that Han is feeling uh, for Leia in the way that he passes on. Like, I guess you can almost wonder if he's passing on the life debt at that moment and telling sure. uh, Chewie that his life debt is now extended to Leia. 
Um, yeah. And that was a that was a pretty awesome uh, a moment. Good one. Yeah, I you know I <laughs> I can't believe I forgot that one, but uh, <laughs> you know I mean arguably that's still I mean regardless of who's in it, it's still one of the best scenes in all of Star Wars in my mm. opinion. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not just for not just for Chewbacca, but for all the characters. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was going through Twitter here uh, before the show and pulling together some uh, comments. Um, uh, from some of our Star Wars uh, family, meaning you know, so, you know Billy D. Williams and Pablo and Jonas and Mark uh, Hamill, and I, let's you know, share a couple of those and kind of get some thoughts on those. Uh, Billy D. Williams is the one I'm looking at right now. Says much more than Chewy to me. Uh, my heart hurts. Uh, I will miss you, my dear friend. Thanks for the great memories. That was a. Uh, and then you have, of course, you have the in the in the tweet. You have a picture of uh, uh, Billy D. Standing there oh. next to. Uh, Chewbacca, Peter Mayhew, with the uh, uh, with the C three PO strapped to uh, um, his back. Then you have Pablo uh, Hidalgo. I, I just want to add something about that. That the, this is going to make the scene in um, Rise of Skywalker where Chewie and Lando are flying the Falcon. It's going to have a much different, much more bittersweet. Yeah, feel. especially because yeah. I mean, you know that it's Jonas uh, that's uh, yeah. that's playing that character now, but. Um, but you can't – that's actually a testament to how amazing uh, Jonas is in, mm. in picking up that mantle uh, because sure. it doesn't feel like a different no, uh, Chewbacca. Um, and I know that Peter has been really or was really um, instrumental in, in coaching uh, Jonas and working with mm. him and on set for the filmings to give – uh, Jonas um, coaching coaching and yeah. ideas of what Chewie would do in different circumstances. And so um, that's, you're right. That is going to be um, a big one. Pablo Hidalgo, um, uh, he tweeted out, just heard about Peter Mayhew, a wonderful man. One of my favorite memories was him uh, generously explaining to our Clone Wars animation team, what's at the heart of Chewie uh, to inspire the artist so that Peter's spirit still inhabited or, uh, his animated form. He will be missed. Are you guys big uh, uh, Clone Wars uh, fans? And, and what are your thoughts on Pablo's comments there? Um, I love the Clone Wars. Um, I'm very excited for it to be coming back. Yeah. Um, I I didn't know to the extent, what extent uh, the involvement that Peter had in the uh, production of, uh, you know, those episodes of the Clone Wars where Chewbacca's in it. Um, that actually surprises me, but that's, that's awesome that, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, he had that, you know, involvement and they brought him in and try to channel Peter as much as possible to get, mm-hmm. you know, encapsulate the character, you know, and translate it from, you know, live action to, you know, a cartoon format. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, can I ahead. just yeah, add, sorry, on the no. uh, topic of uh, Pablo, I just uh, opened up the Twitter th- uh, thread um about uh his tweet about um him explaining you know uh what chewy was to the clone wars team um someone had asked bravely asked can you elaborate on some of the things he mentioned mm. um and he said that uh some of it is in the season's uh dvd features a lot of it was about chewy's inquisitive nature and uh having the animators watch him move and express himself in person mm. um to help the animators kind of, you know, develop their storyboards and what have you was very valuable to them. 
That's yeah. awesome. It's going to be interesting now when we go back and we watch re- those episodes, rewatch those episodes yeah. that have Chewie in it uh, in the Clone yeah. Wars and start to see Peter Mayhew uh, and that Chewbacca as yeah. part of that. Um, that's really interesting. John Kasdan, um, obviously involved in Star Wars since he was a kid. His dad, Lawrence Kasdan, was involved in all the original trilogy stuff. And John was a part of, obviously, Solo. Um, he tweeted out, uh, hashtag Mayhew uh, did an extraordinary thing, conveyed empathy, humor, and uh, incomparable soulfulness, all from inside that furry suit. Uh, my dad often said, Chewie is the moral center of Star Wars. Uh, that's a really interesting quote, um, John relaying on behalf of his dad, uh, Lawrence. It's yeah. something Peter created, and Jonas has faithfully continued and expanded. What do you think about that, uh, Rebecca, about the idea of Chewbacca um, being a, the moral center of the Star Wars universe? Well, you know, it's like I hadn't even I hadn't seen that tweet until you mentioned it just now. And um, I uh, it, it's I for my first thought is that it's kind of a bolder statement, mm-hmm. considering it's all about the, you know, what we've focused on up until this point was the, the light side and the dark side. But in a way, he's very much right. I think, um, you know, Chewie's always kind of been that that ground, you know, the, the thing that kind of kept, you know, everything grounded and centered. Um you know, he was he was always there in the middle of the action when, you know, fighting what for what was right. Um, you ne- you never saw this character, you know, falling by you know the wayside or what have you. It was always just kind of this wise, you know, I guess figure in with um, amongst the two, you know, forces kind of kind of keeping everything together. And I I I think that that quote is kind of, you know, brilliant in its own way. And I think if I can add to that, um, I mean, it it really gets right down to it. I mean, whether on screen or you see somebody cosplaying as Chewbacca, the immediate reaction that a lot of people have is they want to go go up and give him a hug, you know, like he is, he he is the teddy bear and Peter Mayhew is actually kind of framed him as such. Like I am the teddy bear kind of thing. And that's the role that he has. And, you know, in spite of all the, the legends and things you hear about Wookiees and Wookiees are going to pull your arms off, Chewbacca is, you know, right. uh, is going to pull your arms off and things like that. You know, at the end of the day, he is kind of that that character that, you know, even in the thick of the tension, you know, like in that scene of uh, Force Awakens when uh, uh, Leia reunites with Han, like, right. you know, all of a sudden Chewbacca shows up and Leia runs to give him a hug, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing, so... Yeah, that's awesome. Now I just uh, read this the uh, the statement that was actually put out by Jonas um, about the passing. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it says, uh, "Devastated to hear about the passing of a dear friend and mentor, the great Peter Mayhew. Peter's warm welcome when I came aboard as his double in The Force Awakens meant so much to me. Studying the character he helped create was always a daunting task, but one that is was made easier by his tutelage and kindness as we sought to bring Chewbacca to life uh, for a new generation. He was an absolutely one-of-a-kind gentleman and a legend of unrivaled class, and I will miss him. Um, as the entire Star Wars universe grieves over their terrible loss, my thoughts and prayers are with his wife Angie and his family and all the fans who, uh, whose lives have been impacted um, or he has impacted Rest assured, his legacy will live on, and the spirit that he gave the character when he first donned the suit will never be forgotten. Rest in peace, rest in peace, my friend. Uh, thoughts on Jonas and uh, what he said there, guys? 
<laughs> I think that says it all. Yeah. 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 I liked it because it was very, um, he talked about not just himself and how he was impacted by Peter, but by everyone, whether it be his family, his, um, you know, the community at large, it's like, um, you know, he really just kind of embodied all of that. So it was very well said on mm-hmm. Jonas's part. Yeah. What do you guys think about sort of the Jonas connection, Samuel the Hutt and BB Nate? Um, we'll start with you, Sam. Yeah. Um, and what, what Jonas said about yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, he definitely would, would have a different connection with him than anyone because he was, you know, he had to be taught one-on-one by, by um, Peter to be able to play the character the right way. Um, and, you know, that's just a testament to how great of a, a teacher Peter has to be because, like you said, we don't even realize that it's a, a difference between Jonas and, and, and Peter. Um, he, he just did such a great job at, at, at te- teaching um, Jonas. And also, like you said, he definitely has impacted all Jonas fans. Yeah. You know, he, he's, he's such a, a, an iconic character throughout the entire, all three trilogies. He's, he, um, while he wasn't in the prequels a whole lot, he was there. Yeah. Um, so he's definitely has an impact on Star Wars fans um, worldwide. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, BB Nate, um, you know, what do you think it's like? Uh, it was like for Peter Mayhew um, when he found out that yeah, he loved playing this character, and, and everybody you know that has ever heard any interviews with Peter or anything like that. And, um, he talked about how much he loved playing this character. But the reason that Jonas was brought in was because of the sort of the physical limitations that Peter was having because of his, his uh, you know, uh, some some health issues and, and legs and his knee issues and things like that. He just couldn't move around uh, the way that he needed to move around to beat Chewbacca anymore. And that's why Jonas was brought in. Um, what do you think that would have felt like for Peter when he found out that he wasn't going to really fully be able to play this character anymore? And then they were going to ask him to pass that on. And then how does, how did, you know, did, do we see that reaction take place in the way that he actually functioned? What do you think about that? I think that Peter is a very cool guy, as we found out. And so I really feel like he would have been more proud than anything for another person or fan to take up that mantle. I think he would have been proud to be able to mentor him on what Chewbacca is like instead of just sitting back saying, hey, see ya. Mm-hmm. So I think that I think he would have been happy about it more than anything. I think he would have, in a way, um, he would have been sad, and that's just understandable. But I feel like he would have really embraced it and, um, you know, be proud um, that someone else was going to take up the mantle. And I think, um, I don't know if he, I think he's probably said something. I just, I just don't know of it off the top of my head, but um, I think he said somewhere that he was really proud of, of uh, Eunice. And I'm sure he, if he, he hadn't said it, I'm sure he would, he um, thought that for sure. So yeah, I feel like he would have been sad, but uh, proud and um, ready to take on that challenge. Yeah. So now as I, as I've started thinking about, uh, this and having a chance to talk about it has really been interesting. Um, what do you think this means for the future of, of the character, especially as it relates, um, you know, Rebecca and Carl, I'll ask you guys, uh, as it relates to the rise of Skywalker, there's been some speculation, you know, fans are always coming up with different theories and different uh, thought processes that maybe we would see Chewbacca 
um, uh, something happened to him. Maybe he would he would uh, be killed or die or sacrifice himself to save Ben or Leia or something like that. Uh, if that's, you know, I guess my question to you guys would be, do you think that that's something that's possible in the Rise of Skywalker? And if that's the way that they were going, do you think that they may um, pivot now and change some things as a result of the death of Peter? I'll start with you, Rebecca. Um, I think, you know, I think that uh, Jonas has really taken on kind of the mantle of Chewbacca. So I'm not entirely sure that, you know, things will change or pivot um, in that regard, because I feel as though um, he's been trusted with this role. Um, however, that doesn't mean that I don't think that that's a possibility of, of Chewbacca, something happening to Chewbacca uh, in the Rise of Skywalker. And I think, you know, the fact that if, if you know, we're kind of referencing back to the trailer a little right, bit. Right, um, the line no one's ever really gone seems to be something that was really made prominent in the trailer. So, um, you know, I, I just, I feel as though that, you know, that something could very well happen to that character. You very well could be right. And, you know, whether he sacrifices himself or, you know, kind of, um, you know, does something in, uh, to help Ben solo out, um, what have you. I, I think that, um, you know, it, it um, the the idea and the concept of death and you know is going to be explored in this movie. Mm. So is kind of what I'm getting at, mm. um, and that you know that might entail losing a character that's almost or possibly over 200 years old at this point in the Star Wars uh, yeah uh, uh, Star Wars universe. So that's yeah. kind of how I'm how I'm thinking about that. Yeah. What about you, Carl? Um. I don't know. I kind of question that they might take a, a, a different change, especially at this point where we are in the pro post-production of the movie. Um, you know, as Rebecca said, you know, he, Jonas did kind of take on the mantle and Peter was so gracious and kind of mentoring him so that the character of Chewbacca can, can continue. And I mean, I would even say from a purely like marketing standpoint in so many ways, um, Chewbacca kind of is the consistent face of a lot of different facets of, of Star Wars, whether it's packaging or, you know, you know, uh, pictures or what have you. Um, he's just kind of a mainstay in terms of the franchise. And um, I don't know that they would take anything a different route with him. I, I, I do think that, you know, we might explore the concept of, of death and, you know, no one's ever really gone. And, you know, well, you know, after all these generations, we'll always be with you. But I think Chewbacca at this point is just kind of that mainstay, mm -hmm. as you know, you said before, the moral center that, you know, kind of keeps all of the characters, no matter the generation, grounded. So yeah. I think I mm -hmm. think those themes are probably something that are going to be explored with other characters. And I think Chewbacca, I think it's probably here to stay. Yeah, that's good. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll read this last uh Last comment. Uh, this one, obviously, for Mark Hamill, um, who he and Peter were obviously very close. It says uh, he was the gentlest of giants, a big man with an even bigger heart uh, who never failed to make me smile and a loyal friend who I dearly loved. I'm grateful for the memories we shared and I'm a better man for just having known him. Thanks, Pete. R.I.P. Uh, Pete. Peter Mayhew. Heart, hashtag heartbroken. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I think we all are. It's uh, we're starting to see 
um, the, uh, this happened more often than we want, um, you know, with Kenny Baker and then, uh, and then yep. Gary Fisher. And now, uh, of course, um, uh, Peter and, and, uh, uh, it's, it's unfortunately becoming too off, uh, too common, um, for us, but, uh, Hey guys, thank you so much, uh, for taking some time to talk a little bit about star Wars and especially, uh, uh, uh Peter Mayhew and Chewbacca on that. Uh, tell, um, you guys can uh, go ahead and tell all of our listeners and viewers uh, where they can find your show and how kind of how often you guys uh, try to get a show, an episode out and that kind of stuff. Sure. Carl? Um, yeah, sure. So uh, I think the easiest way to get a hold of us and find us is uh, through our social media handles, um, and that is at Jump Hyperspace. Um, that's on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, our carrier is uh, Libsyn, who distributes all our, our uh, podcast information, and our website there is jumping into hyperspace.libsyn.com. But we're you, we're generally available on where most podcasts can be found, so like um, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. I think we just got on to uh, iHeartRadio. Um, nice. Wow. And uh, yeah, so those are, those are the big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and we uh, we're taking a a break this week from uh, podcasting since we got through a couple of uh, celebration recap episodes, but generally we try to do uh, once a week uh, format, you know, usually in the, the realm of, you know, an hour, hour and a half episode. Um, sometimes we'll do, you know, if we're, if we're missing something important, then sometimes we'll do two episodes a week, but that's generally what, what uh, listeners can expect. Well, that's awesome. Well, and you didn't take a break because you were with us uh, for the last 30 that's minutes. That's correct. <laughs> so uh, thanks, guys, uh, for joining us. Uh, have a great May the 4th. And uh, I guess, you know, we'll uh, say May the Force be with you guys. Absolutely. And Thank I'll, you. So with you guys. Thank you so much. Well, I mean, I guess, is there anything else that we can talk about today? Anything else? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, um, not really a whole lot happening yeah i mean i mean we we don't really do a banter section at the beginning this whole episode's sort of been upside down and that's okay um it should be um when you're talking about something like this but um you know i want to uh take a second to congratulate you guys both you guys both finished school uh, for the year so school's over and samuel a little extra uh congratulatory um uh as I meant, congratulations. congratulations. Yeah, uh, congratulatory congratulations uh, on graduating from high school. Uh, that's pretty awesome. Great kid! Don't yeah, get cocky! Uh, was starting to kick in, but fortunately it was on the last day, so it didn't really impede with anything. So now I'm, I'm good. I can just kind of veg out for like four weeks, and then I've got summer class. Yeah, college starts when? What's the date? Uh, May 28th, I think. No rest for the weary uh, with Samuel LaHutt, so... Um, and then, um, what's our plans for May the 4th? What well, are you guys doing? We're going to be in Breckenridge, which is about yeah, a couple hours away, yeah, a couple hours drive away. And we're up in the mountains. So hanging out there for the weekend ish, a little there. mini, uh, mini vacation, yeah. like almost a staycation, but, um, uh, where we get to go up there. Um, uh, Christy's parents have a place up there that we're going to stay in for a couple of days and, and build a fire and play some games and go to the hot tub and go swimming at the pools and, and just have a good time. So mm-hmm. that's going to be, um, a lot of fun. So, um, that's all, uh, happening this weekend. Yeah. And then, um, what we were going to be doing at the beginning of the show, which we decided to wait until the end, 
um, was to make our big announcement. Uh, we talked about it last week um, and that we were going to be having a big announcement for this show. Um, but because of everything that's going on, it wouldn't have been appropriate for us to lead uh, the show uh, with the announcement. But um, we are really excited about this. You know, we've been a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth since uh, February of 2018. Yeah, um, that's how we started our Patreon as well. Yeah, exactly. Almost all the same thing. So yeah. it kind of all happened at the, around the same time. And, and uh, it's been awesome. We love those guys. Yeah. Uh, Tumbling Saber. Um, all you, you know, obviously all of them uh, that you talk, Nerd Room, oh, uh, Rogue yeah. Squad, oh, uh, our uh, Rogue Squadron podcast, or, um, and Gen uh, Generation X Wing, oh, yeah. and all those guys, uh, 12, Less Than 12 Parsecs, Retro Inc., all those guys um, are great podcasts, and we love them, and they've been awesome to us, um, and we couldn't have been where we're at today. Um, without the Star Wars Commonwealth uh, Podcast Network. It's been absolutely amazing. Um, but we have a, an opportunity that's come up. Um, and, um, you know, our goal for this podcast is to to take it as, as big as we can get it to go. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, you know, not because we're... Everyone's... Yeah, but, I mean, we're that's where we're trying to, trying to go. I mean, we've got big plans for our website. I was talking to you guys about that today at lunch mm-hmm. is what we're planning on doing. Keep an eye out for some of those things over the next few months. Um, we've got a big, you know, we're trying to, to, we're, we're trying to figure this out. I have a friend of mine at, at work that's starting a podcast and he's like, how do I get started? I'm like, you have to start. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, that's, I've seen that's so many people, really the biggest yeah, I mean, people, they want it to be perfect, um, before they do things and we've been anything but perfect, yeah. uh, from the very beginning. I mean, even this last weekend, uh, Roku, uh, Roku Depot, um, you know, put us in their top oh. five podcasts for last week, but then in the actual description, they're like, Audio quality was a little off at times, and they're right, and we're hoping to get that fixed. I mean, and I think we have today. We had a bunch of technical issues. Like yeah, a bunch. So, um, but so we're, we we have. We're, it's not like we think we've arrived or we're anywhere close to it. But uh, but we're just trying to get as big as we can and, and reach as many people as possible with what we think is a fun, um, family friendly podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're excited about that. And so this uh, the opportunities come up uh, for us to be um, a part of. A different network, mm-hmm. and uh, we're really excited about this. We are going to be, um, as of now, we are members. Um, and this will be our first episode for that of the Making Star Wars uh, podcast network. Yeah. This is a really uh, big deal for us. Um, some of the shows that are on there: Tarkin's Top Shelf, of course, Steel Wars with Steel Saunders, yeah. um, and then of course now this is podcasting the flagship, yeah. and then all these others um, that are a part of that. Uh, Idiots Array, which is a lot of fun. Um, Apocalypse Two One Eight Seven. Um, um, all of these shows are really great, and we we're excited um, to be a part of this network and for them to have. Uh, uh, allowed us to have this opportunity and to be a part of that is is awesome. It's going to provide for us uh, more exposure um, through the makingstarwars.net website, which that's going to help us find more listeners. It's going to help us, um, uh, it, you know, it adds, uh, makingstarwars.net is one of the, the largest, most viewed uh, fan websites around. Oh, yeah. um, you know, a lot of those podcasts that are in the network were um, a part of uh, some pretty big things at Star Wars Celebration and are regularly a part of some pretty awesome things. And they've been, they've embraced us even before this. It was oh, Steel yeah. Wars and making Star Wars that invited us 
uh, to be a part of uh, the San Diego yeah. Comic Con mm-hmm. meetup, and um, and so we've you know the, uh, making Star Wars is, when you were trying to do those uh, comic book updates, they were promoting you, and we're, yeah. we're hoping to get those back yeah. up and running here um, soon as well because we've you know the move and everything else changed a lot of things, but we're getting close to where we're able to start doing some of that stuff again. Yeah. Um, but. Um, this is it'll provide us opportunities for different guests and different interviews as well, and uh, we're just really excited about that. Awesome. And that um, that has nothing um, it has nothing to do with our thoughts on on the Commonwealth. No. We love that no. network. Uh, we I told those guys this week when we were uh, you know going back and forth on on chat about it um, that I'll, I will always feel like we're a part of the Star Wars Commonwealth Absolutely. podcast network, and we'll always feel like they're family, and we want to promote them just as much as we ever did. Um, with that, and uh, uh, some of them are, are Patreon supporters, and they and they've ex- expressed that they that they're still a part of our Patreon family, and that's not going away. And so it's just been really awesome uh, with that. Uh, but now we're we're a part of this new network. Um, we're excited about it. We're hoping that we bring some new exciting things to happen in the future uh, for the show. And um, you know, it's on, and that's where we where we're calling Phase Two. Um, yeah. You know, in an end game to a fan, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe mindset, if we wanted to go there, it would be like phase two. This is yeah. the beginning of a, a different uh, season uh, for our show and for our, our website. And we're excited about that. New website is available now. It's got some new things. We've got new T-shirts. Uh, we've got um, uh, some different things that are on there. So check out that website. Uh, we'd love for you to do that. We're going to be rolling out opportunities in the next few weeks, as well as for people to write on the website and to be a part of that. So um, uh, that's... Um, I guess uh, pretty much going to uh, finish it for me. Anything else you guys want to say? May the force be with you. May the force be with you. This party's over. I like that Wookiee. Don't get technical with me. Joy, please. <laughs> <laughs>